What is up, guys? Welcome hello, back. Hello. Oh yeah, that's you guys are gonna get to know my friend who's uh, who just said a little hello, hello. Um, welcome back to the third episode. Um, this was the one. This was actually supposed to be episode two, but my guest for today is an, a college educator, and he had to focus on school. And I said, guess what, King? It's fine. Tell me when you're done with school, and then we can talk about something that's right under it in terms of importance, this podcast. Um, so that's what he's here for. And this is my friend, Darnell. Darnell, say hi. I don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, hello. Hello. Wow. I'm Darnell. Yes, the quote-unquote college educator who has not received a degree but is scamming people. No, hasn't hasn't received his degree yet. Got you. Yet. We love Listen it. Listen here, come on now, like let, let's let, let's not stop, pretend that there's that we're not excelling and that we're not intelligent. It's a okay. So, um, Dar, I was having I was having a lot of trouble figuring out what was gonna be the next hot ten, hot fifteen topic, um, because I had nothing to say. Um, I wanted, I didn't know if I wanted to keep it light or if I, if I wanted to keep it just uh, very serious, but, um, Darnell and I both agreed that something light would just be very nice to get away from all of the trauma that we have been enduring for the last, going on a month. Like, 400 years. <laughs> oh, 400 years. Who said that? That's crazy. Um, so he actually gave us, uh, gave me the bright idea for the hot 10 and hot 15 today. So I'm going to have, uh, Darnell talk a little bit about it. So I want to talk about all things blackity black. <laughs> okay. When it comes Here. to media, TV, um, just stuff that we've liked, stuff that we didn't like, stuff that other people like that we were definitely side eyeing them for, um, mm-hmm. whatever comes to mind is definitely what I want to talk about. Exactly. And we may just drag J-Lo just because, but we'll Oh, just... it's happening. <laughs> it is happening. We're going to talk about how she stole that song from Anne-Marie. And then Anne-Marie said, it's mine. Let me go ahead and leak it with the video. Queen, right? And Ashanti really doesn't get her just due for building J-Lo's career. <laughs> I definitely can't say how many times I was listening to a song and it wasn't until like I got older and like finally was able to like research for songs myself to figure out that like J-Lo is the one on this track like what are you talking about this is Ashanti's voice let alone <laughs> it actually is Ashanti's voice oh wait really for some of for some of J-Lo's songs like literally they just wouldn't even take Ashanti's vocals off of it it's wild what a hun- it's it's crazy. I thought she was just stealing lyrics and like stealing flows and rhythms. Cause let's get real. I would always tell people when they would try to come at me, like on some I love J Lo. She's the she's my auntie. I don't I don't give a fuck. But guess what? Jenny from the block. There is nothing special that J Lo offers that makes her unparalleled to any other artist or any other actress. When I tell, like, maybe in her hit movie, Selena, that was, like, her claim to fame. But in her music, oh, amazing. But, like, in her music, 
you could, anyone could have anyone could have done that. I mean, obviously we had a we had Amory and Ashanti who were doing that. J Lo just jacked it. And this isn't like a knock to J Lo, but like she's nah, a she's thief, so traumatizing us with that Louis Vuitton dress. <laughs> Stop. I can't look at regular house plants the same. Do you brush up against yours and you're like, yeah, this is good. What's going on? (laughs) You know, she's the reason why Google Images was created. (laughs) This sounds like a conspiracy theory. I'm not going to lie. I can feel my tinfoil hat coming up. (laughs) Did you know J-Lo was the reason Google Images was formed? Like, what? And like, what's it called? The freaking lightning uh, thing comes down and like zaps your tinfoil hat. No, she's the reason why. It was the first image ever on Google Images because it's what inspired them to create Google Images, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Because uh, now it's like that's that's the only thing people go and like that's what people use when they're like trying to look up their faves and whatnot. And like J Lo was the reason. I guess we should thank her for that. Yeah, honestly, if I was her, that'd be the only thing that I would flex. Like, did you look up an image today? You're welcome. <laughs> should I should I name this episode Thank You, J-Lo? <laughs> that'd be hilarious, actually. <laughs> People think it's going to be me just talking about how great her Super Bowl performance was, but... I didn't no. even watch this. Shout out to Shakira, though. Shakira's pretty fly. yeah. I mean, yeah, like, Shakira, she does her own thing. She stays in her own lane. You know what's so crazy? With everything happening in the last month, it's been drudged. Like, people's careers have been ending. People have been getting canceled. So, you know what? I'm not going to say, Shakira, you're good on this one. Because if some shit comes out where it was, like, a year ago, she did some funny business. Are are we talking about the same thing? Uh, uh, what? So, you know, there's one song that she claimed to have written, which um, it's like one of her hit songs. And it like, it turns out that there's like a group over in one of the countries in Africa um, that have written the song, right? And it's the exact same song, but like she put it out there, has been an interview saying that she wrote it and stuff like that. And they don't have beef with her. Um, as far as, like, using their song. But literally, like, they are the exact same song, but she takes the credit for, like, coming up with it. She makes the royalties off of it and all this great stuff. So there is something against her, but, like, you know, cancel culture really isn't real. <laughs> so she's she's fine. Exactly on the cancel culture. My friend and I were actually going to talk about that, like, in, in the next episode that we record. But I'll just say this short tidbit to preface it. You can't... I feel, personally... You can't cancel somebody you were never a fan of. Like, if you're not a fan (laughs) of J-Lo and you're like, and you find out she did some shit and you're like, she's canceled. But like, you weren't a fan of her. So you're going to continue on your days in the same way before you found out that mess. That's crazy. That's funny. Because I'd be like, oh, he's canceled? (laughs) I wasn't listening to his shit anyway. Because I don't don't listen to 6ix9ine. So canceling 6ix9ine for me was... Easy as hell. I'd be like, bet, you know. I never subscribed. Like, I am, I am half Barb, and it is kind of difficult <laughs> to <laughs> watch her continuously 
um, just make it very hard for me to go ahead and defend her. Um, that's that's a good take. That's a good take. I didn't think it's about difficult that. to be a Barb at this time because at least when fucking Fifi came out, it was like. Nikki, like, don't don't record another song with him because he did that, did this, did that. He went to jail. But y'all say record the... another one, a number one hit. All right, I got y'all. <laughs> she don't said, worry. She said, y'all hear some something spelled S U M N. Y'all hear some, and then the minute he got out of jail, he said, Nikki, come to the studio and let's 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 do this song. And she did it. She did it. I still haven't heard it. Oh, I haven't either. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's number one, but it's just like who's listening to? I don't know anybody that really listens to Six Nine. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I'm really wondering like how <laughs> he's getting this number one. You feel me? Um, but you know why? It's... Why you don't know anyone that's listening to him? It's because you like in our group of friends, at least of like the mutual friends we have are people at work, but obviously you have your own friends in your own life and I have my own friends in my own life and they aren't listening to six, nine. So it's like my friends at work, my friends in my real life, my family, like my family, like my brother, my uncle, they don't listen to six, nine. So it's like, you think that because the people directly closest to you that they have like the same, um, uh, thoughts and like, logical progression occurs in their mind the same way it does in yours you're like mm-hmm. everyone's off that six nine stuff but then he made it to number one so it's like not everyone is off it or like my mom was listening to him low-key and i don't know oh you gotta see that listening history <laughs> <laughs> i would cancel my mom's apple music membership so quick <laughs> oh, no. what's 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 going on it's telling me i have to pay mm-hmm exactly mm-hmm. You will not be listening to this filth off my dime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's um uh, that was that was like a cute little like pre hot fifteen. Let's talk about what you were telling me before we got on this call about certain shows and whatnot. Or honestly, talk say um your opinion on how black people when it comes to entertainment. We have to prove our blackness by watching everything black. <laughs> I don't even know if it's really like proving our. Uh, well, actually, yeah, I do. <laughs> I do definitely feel that. That's one part of it, right? Because there's definitely shows like I grew up on that like I would consider black shows, right? Like I Love New York, a black show on VH1, but that's a black show. That's for if no one can see me right now, I'm like doing the proverbial rubbing, like my finger on my skin to show my skin color. Um, <laughs> what other, like the Parkers, uh, maybe Moesha, because low-key I didn't watch Moesha like that. No but... one watched Moesha. Let's admit it to ourselves. No one watched what are Moesha. You... Mo... No, no, no. Let's not disrespect. No. Yes, yes, yes. Disrespect. Everyone watch the theme song, Motada. Eat to the. <laughs> that's it, baby. That's so. <laughs> no, Moesha was a, was a, for the episodes I saw. It was a good show, right? It was just like you know back then we were so much dependent on TV without like the idea of streaming. So like having to be able to catch a show from the beginning, like there's the only show that like I really seen from like back to front because the reruns always played was Charmed <laughs> on TNT. <laughs> <laughs> like that's it. and they're still going right but i definitely do feel this type of pressure to 
watch shows to keep them on the air because a lot of times you see these great black shows right and i'm a rant because i've have i feel some type of way about netflix right you see these great ass black shows that are doing well but then they get canceled after the first season but then it's just like some of them you never even heard of right you're all of a sudden you'll just see an article saying this black show has been canceled after one season. It's just like one season. When was the season? When was the premiere date? Like, where was the promotion? Like, perfect example, The Get Down. The Get Down was a great show, in my opinion, right? Netflix was saying it was too much money to go ahead and keep in production. But then they spent, like, how many bands on keeping friends on their platform? Like, they, they spent several teen rats <laughs> like i don't I and really just to keep it, it on for a year because then prince was like screw you we're going to H- hbo and then now what right and the get down was so good so like now like i watch shows um like like the shows and plus they're also good shows i don't want to go ahead and like take away from it to make Mm -hmm. it seem like oh i only watch this to go ahead and make sure black people like have a job and (laughs) (laughs) like no right so like my two favorite current like black shows right are going to be queen sugar on the own network and then um insecure on hbo um but, like, I'm always, like, low-key worried that, like, oh, like, I've missed an episode. Like, they're not going to count that as a viewer. Like, I have to go ahead and hit this on on demand real quick. Like, because the day that I wake up and I find out Insecure has been canceled due to low viewership, it's just, like, oh, I failed you. You, like, you know that meme of, like, Dexter looking at his <laughs> Like, just insert yes. black show runner there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it... it... And it's so hard too. And oftentimes in in the same in the same vein of like black entertainment in terms of TV shows and movies and whatnot. To, like even when talking about um like clothing brands or something, people often think that just because it's like black owned or something, um, it's like less quality and whatnot. But it's not like if you watch shows like Insecure, if you watch movies like Queen and Slim, um you, the photograph okay yeah sorry i really threw that out there like (laughs) yeah i was like sorry you guys coming to america America, but like when you like when you think about these classics people are just like oh it just it doesn't really it doesn't really hold up the same way it's like the same value but they're just as good that's why that's why i feel like I'm gonna like I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna talk about it because I need I needed to keep happening. The reason how Friends had ten seasons and it was of the same it was the same thing every season. Hey, I, I can't. Ripped I can't. off Living Single. Another show I didn't watch, but I respect as one of the greats. Oh but yeah, it's no, also I like my age. <laughs> oh, so like, did you watch Valentine's Day with Issa Rae and the kid Stanfield? valentine's day yeah that was uh i believe that was it, no it was maybe called the photo or the, fo- oh, the photograph the, fo- the photograph. photograph the photograph which released on valentine's day yeah. um that's a that's an example of a movie that i didn't get to watch but like i felt like not 
I'm obligated to go because I wanted to support Issa Rae, right? Like, I love Issa Rae's content. Like, I, I wanted to go see it, but I didn't get a chance to go to the movies to see it. Um, I don't know how well it did at the box office, but it's also like, you know, when you don't see a movie, especially one that, like, pushes something that you don't usually get to see within, like, black media, it's just like, damn, like, they may not make these again, right? Because we're always going to get a slave movie every year. We're all, we're always gonna go ahead and get a new rendition of MLK, right? Um, but then like I think this was one of the first movies where like they really just showed like a black woman like being able to go ahead and consume love without like unnecessary like physical violence or like mm-hmm. extended trauma that you know is more akin to like a Tyler Perry movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, <laughs> that's its own episode right there. But um, Tyler Perry being like, I write all my movies and shows. We know, we we know, we can tell. You see that? You saw that wig. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the point that you just said about um, how, like, obviously we're we're gonna get another slave movie, another civil rights movie. Um, but talking about, like, just that love can happen without, like, the trauma. I, I remember, like, seeing this, um, this screenshot of a tweet, and it was going around a lot, and it was saying how, like, um, black men and women, but specifically, it was, like, akin towards, like, a black woman. They don't have, they don't have to experience, like, heartache and a roller coaster and a topsy-turvy relationship first before experiencing real love and that's why like when I watched because I watched maybe like 70% of the photograph um but even while I was watching it I was like this is just such like a feel-good movie like I want I want to see something where it just progresses and it's just beautiful and the reason why or if the character like because there is going to be like the conflict that the characters have it's just in like a screenwriting formula it's not because of like you know anything like race related because it's not like in white movies they're pointing out like the point of contention in their relationship is because of race you know what i mean like Like, it's probably like yara shahidi or amanda exactly (laughs) like maybe she's not into the relationship because she cares about her career maybe she's not into the relationship because she has to move or maybe she's not into the relationship because the guy just like is not the one for her it's not because of like oh my dad left me and i'm suffering (laughs) through this trauma like okay every tyler perry movie but tyler perry is violent (laughs) (laughs) his movies are violent (laughs) mentally psychologically um I mean, we were seeing the the, the pot scene, then the hitting on the head, and the black woman getting kicked out of the house so that he can go be with the white woman. And we were just eating that up and being like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's crazy, though. Like, he put a lot of people on, though, right? Like, when we think of Tyler Perry movies put in the game, like, we definitely do talk about how, like... Like, obviously, we were just speaking about regarding, like, how he writes Black women and, like, their plights and, you know, issues with Medea and her character. But when I also think about, like, some of these, like, actors, like, first real big gig was um, a Tyler Perry movie, mm-hmm. right? You kind of look at that and just like, damn, like, he was able to go ahead and put some people on. Like, I don't, I know that uh, she's a part of, like, a trip 
lit. Like she has two sisters who also are identical to her. Um, but she's currently in Black Lightning, and she was also I think her first gig was the Tyler Perry movie. Um, but I can't remember her name right now. But I do know that she plays Black Lightning, and I believe her sister plays in another show. Um, but it's just just too much sometimes. <laughs> I just I just need more feel good movies. Like Queen and Slim was not a feel good movie. No, um, <laughs> not at all. And in my mind, it was definitely supposed to be more radical than it came out to be. But in the end, when I was watching it, it was really just like, damn, like. What are what is going on right now? <laughs> I was making these decisions. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and get content um, that speaks to our soul. And TV, I think, is doing a little bit of a better job providing us with more of that, um, especially as more like Black women producers and directors get their chance to go ahead and show out because like Queen Sugar, amazing. Um, Insecure, amazing. Um, I haven't watched her newest show, but I think Michaela Coel, I believe that's how you say her name. She has a new show on HBO. Um, I think it's called like I May Destroy You, and I'm I'm gonna start looking yes, into. Yes, I saw the trailer. I'm gonna start watching that, but I loved her on um her Netflix show, something gum 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 mouth gum. The name is escaping me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get your point. Um, and one more thing I want to say before I, I ask you, like, a few questions, like, on your opinions about things, is that you, um, I, I see it getting better, to be honest. Like, what you were saying with this, like, new emergence of, like, black um, production studios, producers, directors, script writers, because you can always tell, and I want to talk about this when we, when we get into Insecure, but you can always tell when something is written or like the creative team behind a piece of, uh, work or entertainment, if it's black, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or if it's white, it's mm-hmm. very distinct and we'll get mm-hmm. into the details, but I, we're going to go through this super quickly. If you want to give a short quip or give a short rating, one to ten, giving your opinions on these movies, yeah. okay? One to ten, that's a, okay. Or if, you, or if you want to cop out and then give a little wish-washy explanation, you can do that, but keep it short. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Okay, ready? Do I have to explain? Not if you don't want to. If, if okay. you don't want to explain, just give it a rating. If you want to tell the people how you really feel and how wish-washy you are, just give a little a little quip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Love and basketball. Um, eight. Eight. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Bad boys. One. Bad boys two is it, though. Um... Seven. Okay, then how do you feel about Bad Boys 2 then? Nine. Yeah, I was gonna say. (laughs) (laughs) Coming to America, classic. Ten. Ten! I cannot believe it! Oh, so good. Um, Barbershop. Wow. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm gonna say... I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say five. I'm gonna say okay, five. Okay, period. I don't period. care for Barbershop to be real. And also, 
Friday. You don't care about Friday. Friday, I'm going to give a seven. I'm going to give a seven. I truly do think that, like, Chris Tucker and Ice Cube together, like, there's a lot of moments in that show that, like, propel us, like, within, like, Black culture as far as always thinking about them, being able to relate, right? So, like, off of that alone... And just being a funny movie, like fr- Friday, I would give a se- um a seven, but Barbershop, I pro- I would give I would give a five. I haven't seen these movies in a while, so I don't know if I'm missing something, but <laughs> from, yeah. from my current remembrance of these movies, how I feel, that's what it is. Set it off with Queen Latifah. And ten, ten, ten across the boards. The goosebumps that I will feel. In that scene that you know what I'm talking about. If you guys I haven't watched it, about. I go know what watch it. But be ready. Bumps, but be ready. Because Cleo, Cleo, man. Every single time. Every single time. <laughs> um, oh, this is so gross. Shoot, I don't, I don't want to include white savior movies. I'm not really interested in them. I try to avoid them. My friend, my white friend, no surprise here, was like, <laughs> you should watch, I love you. I love her too, I'm not, I'm not even going to say her name, I love her, but I was like, girl, I'm not going to do this, she goes, Armani, you should watch um, The Green Book, I was like, no, she's like, why no. not, she's like, it's a good movie, I was like, but it's a white savior movie, she's like, Armani, just watch it, it's good, I said, I'm not interested in fiction, period. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch The Green Book. So I can't even give you a rating off of that, but mainly because before I even got the chance to watch it, once I found out that like the actual family members of the main character were like, this movie does nothing to really go ahead and speak towards the legacy or the livelihood and humanity of my father because it only focuses on his white driver. I was like, yeah, I'm not about this. (laughs) You're not about to get my coins. The minute, the minute, like, they said it's not an accurate presentation, I was like, okay, so what's good? What's next? You don't have to tell me twice. Um, so then, fine, now let me do more recent movies. If you, and if you haven't seen them, don't worry, because I haven't seen some of them either. Yeah. Um, Black Panther. <sighs> Black Panther? <laughs> You're like, <beyond. laughs> I'm going to give, give an eight. I'm going to give an eight, right? Because I do recognize Black Panther. I think it's a good movie, right? I think, you know, it was filled with a whole bunch of Black people. Like, they did a lot of work trying to go ahead and keep in touch with a lot of, like, actual African um, traditions and culture regarding their set, the clothes that they use, and other things like that. But um, as far as, like, storyline... Um, and how like they portrayed it, I don't, I didn't care for it as much as like what I was actually expecting, but like the music was fire. Um, Oof. Oof. Soundtrack. I, uh, the costume design, amazing. Uh, I might be even lowballing it by saying I'm gonna still give it an eight just because of my personal feelings about it. Like that's where I would put it, but mm-hmm. I think it is a great movie. I do. A lot of people don't like it. Um, they're oh racist. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, black people don't like it either. 
but they, they 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 keep they keep quiet about it as they should. Don't give don't give the other people ammunition. Are you freaking kidding me? Don't like it in silence, please. Like it, Ryan <laughs> Ryan Coogler put his people on people that he knew from back in school. The black woman that did the that did the set designs, who did the costumes, the storyline. He could have worked a little bit on that. Um, Michael B. Jordan as the villain. <laughs> Are we gonna act like it was believable? No, but overall, I liked it. Moonlight. How do we feel? You didn't think he did a good job? Hey, Auntie, burn all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it just for me, and I heard the um, it was actually like brought up in this point from this other uh, like YouTuber comedian podcaster. His name is uh, Kevin Fedricks, or better known as Kev on stage, but he was like. When Michael B. Mm. Jordan, love you know him. him, I love yeah, him. On he goes, when Michael B. Jordan screams, he loses believability. When he did it in Creed, in Creed 2, <gasps> I said, Michael, shut up. <laughs> I know, but I did not watch Creed or Creed 2. No, you didn't have to. I'm telling you. Don't watch but I also okay. haven't seen any other Rocky movies. And that's because that's on self-care. That's awesome. <laughs> um, two more. Moonlight. Moonlight, I'd give a nine. I honestly, I'd give Moonlight a ten. Um, I think Moonlight was extremely important, uh, especially like with playing with the ideas of like black masculinity and like highlighting like homophobia within like people growing up and how it um translates into like their like how they go ahead and view themselves whereas like outwardly display themselves um as like time goes on and like just harmful effects of like upbringing and shit like that uh as well as like i just i really did love that movie right like the way they split up chiron's life into three sections i think all three of those um actors did amazing um and i'm looking to see uh forward to see more of Ashton's work specifically, like teenage Chiron. Mm-hmm. I definitely go ahead and look more into him because I think that he's something special. And last but not least, Jordan Peele's very own. When people were like, "Who this man? He's not the funny man anymore." On Key and Peele, get out. Um, get out. Get out. I'm gonna give a nine. Get out, I'm gonna okay. give it I get what was what the last movie that we just did was Moonlight, right? Mm-hmm. And I said ten. Yeah. Yeah. Get out, I would give a nine. Um Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's nothing more to say than <laughs> Yeah, nine. <laughs> um Okay, so that was good. Uh, there's like a longer list here, but I didn't really feel the need to say Selma and like Glory. I didn't watch Selma. I didn't exactly. watch Glory. It, listen, there's no lying over here. We're black. If you guys, if, if I didn't say this <laughs> time, we're black and we didn't watch it. And guess what? We can walk this earth and be okay. Will we ever watch it? I don't know. Probably won't. But I'm going to show my kids the staples that I watched. And I probably baby. will watch Selma as like a support to Ava DuVernay, which goes back into what we were originally talking about. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, Period. But, 
Mm-hmm. All right, so this is the part of the podcast that I'm so excited for. I drank two cups of coffee so I could stay awake. I haven't slept since yesterday. Oh, we okay? finally, no, um, <laughs> we finally get to talk. <laughs> we finally get to talk about Insecure. Mm. Um, the only reason why I watched Insecure was because of this man I'm talking to. I had posted that I had watched the first episode and I didn't like continue on after that. Um, could I have gone on an illegal site to watch it? Yeah, but I was just like, oh, Apple TV is only giving me the opportunity to watch the first episode for free, whatever. Um, but Darnell said, Armani, please watch it. I will give you my login information, king, king shit. And I need more black people to talk about this with. And when I told my friend you said that, she's like, that's so funny because the only people I know that watch it and that like always talk about it are white people. I was like, oh, my God, we y'all already have a lot of opinions. Let me get on it. Let me get on it. And so I did. And I love it. <laughs> y'all heard that, Issa? How I'm repping for you out in Hindi streets? Hit me up at 954. <laughs> yes. <laughs> slide, slide. Residuals. He he's this is grassroots mobilization on oh. a non-political way. <laughs> I really I think everybody needs to watch it to care. I definitely am one of the people who believe that it should be an hour, knowing that I will never get it. Um, <laughs> but insecure definitely has consistently been funny over the past four seasons. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it, it's a version of funny where it's not like my my stomach is hurting while I'm watching it. And I'm like barely because people think that like if you're not wheezing, trying to catch your breath, then it's like not funny. But there's an, mm-hmm. there's an art. There's a very subtle way of being funny and it coming and, and it being effective. And she did mm-hmm. a really good job at it. Yeah, it doesn't have to be, like, The Office, which, like, I personally find funny. Um, but its whole goal, like, is to be, like, funny and, like, just dramatic at every second. I do appreciate how she actually takes us through, like, Issa's life with these moments that a lot of us can, like, relate to or, like, see and be, like, able to laugh at it because we know or able to be, like, terrified because we don't know, but we know. <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> yes. So there's that. So season one, we're going to go, there's only four seasons, um, eight episodes each season, except for season four, there's nine. It's about 30 minutes. I think the longest episode is 35. You guys can watch it. Quit your complaining. Um, so let's get into season one. Um, I did write an outline on this. I, I touched on what I thought were the most important ones. Obviously, tell me which ones you think are important that I haven't brought up. Um, no, the only I remember. I, um my the only point i wanted to bring up in regards to season one was Issa and daniel's relationship Mm -hmm. you remember daniel of course i remember daniel um now so i know season one at the beginning right Issa and lawrence were still together right Mm -hmm. and this is also the season where she first cheats on lawrence with daniel right Yep. Or is that season two? Okay. Um, I like I like Daniel, right? Um, I think that like as a friend and like supporter of Issa, uh, he 
in some ways is a good, is a good friend and others he's not in later seasons <laughs> right you realize like you know uh the 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 offering of his friendship seems to be a little bit contingent on um Issa being able to go ahead and like be romantically available for him but um i think that they i think they definitely had like a good friendship um in season 1 that turned out a little convenient <laughs> for the time that was going on and unfortunately led to uh Lawrence and Issa breaking up for Issa's infidelity yeah uh, it, it it's crazy too because when i obviously like the opening scene it's showing it off the bat it's showing you the problems that um Issa and Lawrence have in their relationship uh basically with just them not being communicative it's not even like they're, they're they have any blow-up fights they actually didn't have a blow-up fight until season two when he found out about the cheating but there was a lack of communication um and saying I, f- I feel like you're not contributing enough I feel like you're not there emotionally I feel like you're not doing this you're not doing that um and so it, it sort of sets the tone to to see um, the the lengths that Issa goes to to sort of like seek that um, like th- those things that that Lawrence isn't providing her with. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was exact- taking care of him, like yeah, like really supporting. <laughs> Lawrence because like just watching those like scenes where he's really just on the couch he's chilling of course like there's definitely some mental stuff going on there because like obviously he's probably depressed that he doesn't feel like you know anything is going for him and stuff like that but it's just like you gotta like while you're still dealing with your shit like I mean you know black men do have a problem with communicating how they feel um and don't necessarily feel the space uh to go ahead and feel vulnerable especially with their partner because you're afraid that you know they may see you as less or like may reject you for not being quote unquote stronger um but i wish she gave isa a little bit more credit uh because like isa was there for him like throughout this wall all to go ahead and see him through like this like rough patch um even as they were beefing to which like she just wasn't being provided what she want and daniel was willing to go ahead and be like hey little mama <laughs> yeah <laughs> What's going on? i think i not i think i i definitely no i'm not gonna say i know i i don't i wasn't in the writing room but i believe uh, I, be- I strongly believe that even though she knew um she knew that like daniel it was just like a fleeting thing because they did have a a, like a friendship a very close friendship without the sex before uh she and lawrence she and lawrence even began dating because like they they talk about that uh briefly like throughout the seasons um but she I don't know. I, I felt like she knew that Daniel still wasn't like the guy that she could like see a future with. And she just kept trying to convince herself, but she just wanted to get out of the relationship with Lauren so badly that mm-hmm. she was just going to find anything. She's, she would be like, Molly, I don't know. I feel like I'm seeing something or whatever. Da, da, da. Molly's like, come on, girl. Maybe, maybe Molly's come on girl was for a different reason. And we see that in <laughs> season three and season four, but, um, <laughs> This was definitely, like, a low point 
for Issa. She's, like, at a job she doesn't like, and, like, she still feels the pressure to have to stay there because she's the only one working. She's the only one paying that lost those Los Angeles bills. You know what I mean? And then... Get Real was horrible. I mean... Get Real was an absolutely horrible job. <laughs> like, a, a horrible workplace. Just we got y'all. Oh... We got y'all. <laughs> we got y'all a bunch of white saviors at a nonprofit organization constantly asking Issa, um, what, Issa, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? As if she's the token spokesperson. If you have to ask, that means it's it doesn't look right. And Issa was just, you know, if you guys have ever watched the show, she has those like um, monologues oh, and she's like rapping in the mirror and everything about how she feels and whatnot. And, uh, it was a lot about what was going on in the workplace. Like she was under undervalued and underrespected, but she was like, "I have to stay here because I have lights uh, bills. And, and bills." <laughs> and man, to take care of at home. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, the uh, amount of microaggression she received there was absolutely wild. But um, I'm glad that she was able to go ahead and progress <laughs> later yeah. on. Issa 2.0. Issa 2.0 is right here. Um, mm-hmm. So into season two. Um, so Issa cheated, and they ended. They ended things. Uh, <laughs> Darnell's pretend shock face. Um, she cheats on Lawrence, and her. She tells Daniel like she 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 starts to avoid Daniel in season one, and then you see that in season two when he's calling her incessantly and she's not picking up. Um, I hated the fact that they revisited Issa and Daniel's relationship in season two. I felt like it was just, I don't really? know. Yeah, I, I, I really didn't see the mm. need. And then for them to, like, drag him out into season three, it was just kind of like... Drag him? You don't think he should be on the show? <laughs> like... No, I, I, I feel like his story has sort of, like, ended with Issa. It, it would be... it would be a poor choice to like do that especially when Issa's she's like at a different place in her life okay okay but hold on, let's talk about season uh-huh. yeah hold on, let's, talk about, <laughs> we'll talk about that again later but yeah. um another important thing in season two that happened was when Issa and Frida they went to the new school um and it was predominantly Spanish kids. Um, and then, like, the second uh, largest minority group was uh, the black uh, kids. Um, this was, like, a huge moment for Issa and Frida because they never really had, like, a close friendship where she could hit Issa up um, outside of work. But in outside of work, but at work, they were very close because they shared, you know, a few similarities and whatnot. Um, but Frida was really upset and disappointed with Issa because um, and her decision to sort of overlook the principal's blatant racism and um, discrimination against the Spanish children and sort of lead that helping hand to the black students at the school. Why do you think Issa um, turned her eye to that? Um, I think like, for Issa, um, and especially with everything that was going on with um, We Got Y'all, uh, in her mind, potentially, it may have just been, like, she saw, or potentially usually sees, like, Black students um, or Black people in, like, these communities not getting proper resources to what they need. 
right so like for her to feel as if like whatever little that we can go ahead and get right is what we should go ahead and take mm-hmm. um and then upon like doing that i mean there definitely are issues with that because i mean you're part of an organization that's supposed to be about like improving conditions for like all minority students like black and non-black people of color um so like her decision to go ahead and do that understandably from one perspective it's just like if we can go ahead and get a little bit like to increase um better conditions for these children then we should go ahead and take it versus Frida was just like well that's not going to be good enough um and it's just it's as much as I do agree with Frida it's also like I with the best intentions that she does have but without like really going ahead and like having the same like perspective behind Mm -hmm. it regarding like you know it's hard enough to like get these resources for kids right so like um I do understand her disappointment with Issa, but I also wish that she was able to go in and have a different perspective as well, just to be able to see how Issa got to that uh, conclusion for herself, right? Even though I do necessarily agree that like they they don't shouldn't have just like backed out and like let that blatant racism like continue uh, mm-hmm. without it being addressed in a bigger in a bigger sense. But it's a very like difficult issue especially when you're dealing with like these government programs or and stuff like that as far as like being able to work with schools um that could choose to go ahead and end your contract the next year and then who's really at risk at that point the kids right Um, exactly heavy episode i do remember that i was actually uh i brought this up to my uncle because i didn't know he was like low-key and insecure fan too i'm like you had hbo and didn't tell me okay um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I was talking to him about this episode, and he was sort of saying what you just said. He was like, he's like, obviously, the the discrimination extended towards <laughs> the Spanish to the Hispanic kids shouldn't have happened. But he's like, I also get why Issa turned a blind eye because it benefited her. And like what you were saying, she's seen the struggle, and so she's just sort of like scrambling and she's taking anything that she can get. Um, and I remember when he was saying that, like, cause he has a very, some of his thoughts are very like sorted and he's very like cutthroat. And I was like, uncle, stop. Like it was bad. He was like, (laughs) money. Yeah. But like, I was like, no, not, but like, but then I had to think about it when he left. I wasn't going to admit this to his face that even when I was, (laughs) (laughs) even when I was watching it, I did understand where Issa's coming from because I'm even thinking about, like, the type of school that I went to, and I was obvious, like, I went to a predominantly white school, and um, I was in, like, the IB program at that school, and I could even, even, like, within that school, um, seeing the resources that were attained just for us in comparison to the rest of the school um and it wasn't even it's not even like a predominantly uh black school you know what I mean so even in that respect I could see how even the other kids in my own school could see how you know they could feel upset because we were privileged to have these certain resources and they weren't then when it comes down to race that's even a touchier thing because it's like well, this is this is the, the the these are the cards that we've always been dealt and that we're always gonna um, get dealt. So Issa probably seeing like those black uh, girls and boys and being like like we get to help them, 
she it's understandable why she did turn like a blind eye to it um it's 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 unfortunate like or sympathize with her feelings regarding like why she would have wanted to go ahead and continue um with that school project oh of course and like we were saying earlier um in our hot 15 which turned into like a hot like 30 um when 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 I was saying that you can always tell when it's like a black um, team in terms of like directing and writing and producing, especially with this scene, because it would have like Issa didn't go off on Frida on this trope of like, we're helping the black children. It's, you know, it's it wasn't about like the cause. And I feel like a lot of times when it's like white media or like white executives, it, mm-hmm. it's always like the black person is like they're going to be the voice of the cause. But it's like uh, the way they wrote it they did it in a way where it's like they didn't have to explicitly say it but through Issa's actions you could see why she was not hell-bent in the same way Frida was and then you know Frida shamed Issa and then Issa had to confront that issue through her own um, internalization and then she stood up to the principal and it was unsuccessful but Mm -hmm. and like the guilt that Issa probably felt because she was like well, she's like, I lost my boyfriend. I don't even like this job. I had one good thing going for me, and now that got ripped away because the principal doesn't want us there anymore. Spiraling. She Damn, was actually she's been through spiraling. a lot. <laughs> 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 really but things uh-huh. think sooner or later on the way up, you know? Yay, Issa 2.0. Issa, Issa 2.0. Um, but like I was saying in the earlier point of Daniel and Issa, why, um, in the aftermath of, like, Lawrence and Issa still, like, maintaining contact with Daniel, and the overarching thing of, like, the, the trio in that relationship, why do you, like, why Daniel? Like, why, like, wh- what, because in the first season, it was just like, oh, this cool guy who's giving all this attention that Lawrence isn't, that Lawrence isn't, and at least he likes music, Lawrence just likes sitting on the couch, why in season two do you think Issa even revisited Daniel? Like, what was so special about Daniel? What do you think he represented to her? Well, I think he just definitely was um, just the opposite of Lawrence, right? In, like, the time frame that she was able to go ahead and, like, still interact with him before they broke up. Because here you have somebody who, like is actively hustling to get themselves something that they want, you know? Like, Lawrence, on the other hand, right, when he was out of a job, right? I mean, he was he was still job searching and stuff like that, but there really wasn't a very, like, visible, like, go-getter attitude where he was just like, I need to make it happen. Versus Daniel, he's like, this is what I want. This is how I'm working to get it. You see him constantly working on his craft. When he's at his crib, he's thinking about music. He has plans for himself, right? And I think that with Issa... She could also go ahead and identify, like, hey, like, I'm in a situation that isn't the best for me, too, and I'm also looking to go ahead and level up. So, like, here's somebody who, like, has their own shit separate from me um, that I'm able to go ahead and see, watch, and not feed off of it, but also feel like I also could be making some moves as well, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Like this is the more this is the energy that I would want to be around, right? Not someone who like is currently like down and out and like is actively not doing anything to like communicate with me or like doesn't really seem too um aggressive when it comes to being able to get themselves out of the position that they're in and like also like daniel like 
physically is like pretty attractive right so like mm-hmm. this has never had bad options oh uh-uh. <laughs> no, no, right? no 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 so because of that i mean it was i guess you know and he had a beard you feel me lawrence wasn't really <laughs> rocking the beard like that my brother my brother had a real beard um <laughs> And was built like Jesus. So it was just like... God damn. damn. (laughs) It was like... I just think like when she was like... Kind of looking at her options. Like Daniel definitely just provided like... A transition phase like for her. um, That allowed it to be like more comfortable with the idea of her seeking someone new. Or like what she doesn't want out of her next partner. um, To which Daniel seemed to have fit into that at that time. But ultimately wasn't making her happy the way Lawrence did previously. Um, yeah. Which is a shame, because I'm, I'm sure, like, Daniel was really... Like, Daniel was really act Like, not active, but, like, persistent um, in, like, showing Issa that, like, hey, like, I want to be with you, you know? And I feel like a lot of people usually don't get that. Like, me being a Sagittarius, right? I'm not the most <laughs> forthcoming, as some people might say, regarding, like, <laughs> making it to that next step. But Daniel was just like, hey, like, obviously, like, I'm here. Like, all I want is you. And she was just like, well, you know, I don't feel the same. And it's not, but, I mean, it probably wouldn't have worked out anyway. So. I mean, it didn't. We see that. <laughs> I, I, I think, <laughs> I think, um, also to your point, like, I agree literally like a thousand percent. Um, I also believe that, oh yeah, he just did a little spirit fingers. Um, I also think that when she looked at someone like Daniel, she probably envisioned because like they did have that sort of like close bond that was so touch and go prior to her and uh she and Lawrence's relationship that she she probably was thinking like had I just chosen Daniel like this is like I my life would have been so much better it was probably it's probably like he just he was just like a representative of a life that would have been so different and that could have been better and now like she sees that like the life that she's lived with Lawrence and she's probably just like this is this is not what this is not what I had hoped for five years ago I saw something different um so yeah i think that's interesting um season three this this is like the beginning of the end of daniel um yeah yeah make it sound like he got shot oh no guys Uh uh-uh that's the the way miss Issa writes it's nothing like that Mm -mm, none of that death shit come on now yeah no she's not gonna be the new shonda rhymes um (laughs) but Daniel, you sort of see Issa get fed the fuck up with Daniel when she is trying to help him get connected to the artist that she knows. Because mind you, at this time, um, so Issa had to leave the apartment that she and Lawrence um, lived in because he had already moved on, or so we thought, wink, wink. Um, he lived, uh, she couldn't afford that uh, that place anymore. She told Molly, yeah, Molly, I'm just going to go stay with my brother. And then she goes and stays with freaking Daniel. And she's sleeping on his couch. And um, things are kind of awkward. But she can sense that, you know, things with his music are not going as well as um, it was before or in the direction that he's trying to go towards. And so she helps him out by connecting him um, with, like, another artist that they meet at this club because of this whole story, whatever. <laughs> and you really see Daniel's inability to, like, accept the help from Issa or 
even when even when it uh when it surpasses Issa to the actual artist and the music producer that she connected him with, he was just so like, no, I don't want your help. I'm not willing to change this about my music. I'm not I'm not willing to listen to what it is that you have to say. Someone who's successful and has worked with artists that I want to work with. I don't want to have to hear what you have to say. Why do you think he was so combative in that way? Why do you think he was so defiant? I think Daniel has a lot of pride, right? And it's also like, it does kind of suck because when you have a vision for like what you, what the type of quality work you want to go ahead and put out and like when people who like are actively looking to go ahead and potentially could progress your career deviate from that vision or try to change it in a way that like doesn't allow you to like be seen for like your full creativity i definitely do like on one hand it's just like you know this is one song with one artist right you get the creds for it and like once you get your name out there i feel like you'll have more of an opportunity to be able to show what you really have right (laughs) but he kind of was just like well this is not this is not me right the sound is not my sound um and it's just like the way and when he decided to do it kind of just wrote him off as far as like being able to go ahead and get that opportunity um from that other producer who was trying to go ahead and help put him on right because mm-hmm. i definitely like in in one aspect though i do respect daniel for being like this is not my sounds right like i don't want to be known for this right because the beat that i had made um and the work that i did i think would have been perfect by itself right However, I, like still, as far as like being able to like work with people, right? I think he's also trying to go ahead and push that vision onto other people. As far as like, oh, if you don't agree with me, then like you're probably not the one that you're, is should be working with me. Um, and he is gonna go ahead and continue to see difficulty without being able to go ahead and like compromise a bit to be able to also like work with other people's visions too because at the end of the day it's gonna be the artist on that track right like you make the Mm. the sound behind it but like that artist is what brings people to the music right who listens to it and decides whether or not it's a banger right um and if the artist feels the best about a song right then they put that out there you know that's going to be the choice of the artist to go forward but you're going to have plenty of more opportunities once they see produced by daniel um or whatever his tag name was uh to be able to go ahead and have more opportunities to show your work the way that you wanted to it is a shame though i was really hoping that he would have made it but like just seeing the producer kind of be like you know what we'll scrap it and go to the next project and him just kind of looking at it like damn like just a split second decision really just changed the whole course of his career or maybe yeah, because, kept it the way it was. Yeah, that, that, because then like that was like the, the final moment you saw him in season three. And I know earlier I said like, I don't really care to see Daniel and that still maintains, but like, I wouldn't be the, uh, I wouldn't be that upset if I do see him. Um, and sort of see him, like, dismantle those walls of pride that he's built. Because I feel like, in a way, not not to say you have to compromise your, like, your pride and whatnot, but I feel like... Like he want he want he wants his career so badly, and it's a collaborative thing. He's gonna he's gonna meet people that can put him on the map, and I feel like he's just. If, if it just took him, like you said, that one thing to put his name out there and then he could 
make music the way he wanted to and and, fi- and have those artists be attracted to his sound, I feel like it could have done a lot for him. But, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what Issa and Larry do to his character in season five. Um, next thing we're going to talk about is another character. We've talked about Lawrence, um, Issa, and Daniel. Who do we're going to talk about? Darnell, <laughs> our queen, Molly. our queen, Queen Molly. Oh my God, are we on season four yet? In this conversation, we're on season three. Still we're on okay. No, because remember the fuck shit starts happening in season three with Molly. That's when you see the little twinge, the twinges of jealousy started once Issa quit. We got y'all. Really? Hmm. Yeah, because yeah, you're gonna have to refresh my memory a bit. No problem, no problem. So remember, she, Issa, um, asked Molly, no, no, Issa asked Molly to come up with her on her lift ride because that's, um, she was like still living with Daniel at the time and that's where she meets Nathan. Um, and he, and he was in the Mm -hmm. car with her driving. Um, and then in the next season they pick up, they pick, uh, pick up on that whole ordeal or i think it was maybe getting season three whatever and um obviously their their budding friendship grows and he convinces her to quit we got y'all and this was like before a romantic thing even blossomed it was i I think she just really needed to hear that because she wasn't hearing that from molly molly was just like girl that job is crazy that job is crazy um nathan was sort of like so like what are your dreams and she's like this block party and he goes quit your job and go ahead and do that molly was sort of shitting on her like block party girl block party this block party that and um you even see at the fair when Issa saw the other group of uh this other nonprofit organization and she saw that they were doing something that was like relating to music which is like a passion of hers mm-hmm. and, and but also above that she just saw them like being happy and she didn't feel that way at her job so that was like the catalyst for her uh quitting we got y'all that was a very important scene i love that mm-hmm. scene yeah just because like you saw her like get a little bit of hope to like or see like there are options outside of we got y'all for people who are actually doing something that seems like it makes a difference mm-hmm. um so I think that was, like, one of the main, like, uh, moments that, like, get the wheels turning for Issa as far as, like, man, this doesn't need to be my reality anymore. Um, I'm ready to move to the next stage. Yeah, and then all, all it took was for Nathan to say quit. Because it's one of those things where it's, like, you already think something in your mind, and then you just ask someone. And, then like, the minute they confirm it, you're like, that's all I needed to know. <laughs> say, I won't. say I won't. Say I won't. It's like, girl, you should quit. As you sh- as I should. As I should. And she, she as I, <laughs> she as I shoulded herself all the way to quit. Um, so that's, you know, that's where you start seeing Molly's um, jealousy peak. But let's talk about Molly um, confronting therapy that season in season three. Because she just found out that her, uh, her dad cheated on mm. her mom. And that she couldn't keep a relationship. You remember old boy Jared? Well, remember old boy Jared that she didn't Mm -hmm. maintain the relationship with because he was bisexual? Or no, not even bisexual, just bi-curious. He had one experience with a guy and she was like, no. He he wasn't bisexual? He was bi-curious? Bi-curious because remember at the end of... uh, Season 3 when they're at like the Kung Fu like movie? He um, had a girlfriend. 
he had a girlfriend, but she, she had saw him with his brother and she thought that they were like on a date and then they come up to Issa and Kelly and um Molly and he's like, This is my brother, this is my girlfriend. And Molly sort of had this realization, like, girlfriend, like you really just moved on with your life without me. But let's talk about Molly confronting uh therapy because as I said, it's not like Molly had this confronting. Like, She'd be sitting and, and and having those words go in one ear and out the other. And then goes, goes to Issa being like, this doesn't work, girl. But I, I like the way, again, that they did it because it wasn't like Mo- uh, Molly saying, Issa, you know, you know, black people don't put their business on the streets. You know, we don't do this. You know, we don't do that. In, instead of instead of it being expressed verbally, you saw the hesitation in her actions. Every time Issa would say, you should go to therapy, she'd be like, oh, no, 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 no. You see that sort of back and forth, and then she finally goes. And it made me really happy to see. For sure. There's definitely a lot of stigma regarding, like, Black people and therapy, um, just as far as, like, you should be able to go ahead and, like, take care of yourself, or depending on where you're from, it could just be, like, oh, you're having, like, issues that are too hard to deal with? Like, buck up. <laughs> like, Go to church. Talk about literally. it with your pastor. <laughs> um, and I'm really glad she went, ended up taking that step because I, I truly believe everybody needs therapy, um, especially black people. We definitely need therapy for the amount of trauma that we go through. And when she took that step, I was happy to see it, but I do wish that she was taking those steps earnestly as far as like what the suggestions were being made to her. Um, oh yeah, her therapist was like, maybe don't, be with Dro because even though like he and his wife are they they found and that an open relationship works for them it doesn't seem like it works for you and she was like mm, but I want to be with Dro mm-hmm. mm, but I want to be with Dro you're kind of ruining it therapist lady with you <laughs> right kind of ruining it and she wasn't even honest with the therapist too when the, the therapist was like you have anything to say and she was like ah. Oh, no, but she was hurting emotionally because of the relationship with Joe. Mm-hmm. And it's... oh, I was gonna say that you know, like her and Joe, they 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 grew up as childhood best friends, and the first time they fuck or have sex, you know, how do you do that? But they were yo, like they were Point just this. having sex. They were fucking because that scene was so graphic. I remember I had to plug in my earbuds. I was like, I'm not watching anything I shouldn't be watching. But but this was the same night that she found Damn. out about her dad cheating on um cheating on the mom at the at the like the reunion family reunion. And she's crying and mind you, she's like on a she's brought her date with her. Um and then Jero's like where are your keys? I'll drive you to your condo. You can't drive in disarray and tears down your face, Molly. And then he drops her off, gets her the keys, and he goes, uh, I guess I'll just catch an Uber back. Like, shut up, bro. Those long legs, you can just walk back to the house. Um, <laughs> you can just walk back to the house. But then Molly, he's, you know, the dramatic thing as he's walking away, she tugs his arm and they kiss. And then it's the whole montage of them getting together. Yeah, that that was that was like the beginning of the of the thruple. <laughs> I love I love a little toxicity. That, yeah. that, that <laughs> just a little sprinkle of that in there. Um, but I definitely do think that like uh, with the whole situation with her father, I mean, in all honesty, 
I know that there are other characters just like like why are you even tripping like that right like cause yeah. it seems like everybody had got like mind you she kind of just found out but like everybody else was kind of just like well like I mean like but they're still together you know mm-hmm. like our mom has forgiven him like why are you tripping like you're not even in the situation um and like you're kind of looking at it as far as like her feeling betrayed that like the one man in her life that she probably uh put as like a standard for like mm-hmm. men that she meets in her life exactly be able to be like wow like so he cheated like what does that even mean for like the men that i go ahead and i i, I kind of uh model after like the degree of who i believed my father to be so that was probably like a lot harder for her to go ahead and sit with and then probably helped her progress to the idea that her and Ro shouldn't be together um just a tiny bit just because it was just like well like i mean if that doesn't make sense then this probably doesn't either (laughs) and i need to go ahead and separate like molly is a she she was a serial dater and then she was always finding problems with these men so probably like the one man that she looked up to was her dad and it just it obvi- it tore her to shreds because you even see in season four when they have like a Thanksgiving dinner, she hadn't talked to her dad and her mom was like, come on, just talk to him, just talk to him. Like it really kind of tore her up. And I think that her relationship with Dro, even like uh, even though she was obviously like invested in it, it was like a form of escapism in a way. Mm-hmm, for she, was, sure. she was getting away from right. her problems. The problem wasn't the problem wasn't with Dro. It was with her dad, and when the relationship ended with Dro, it was just like, well, what do I have? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we see that, like, at the end of season three. Um, Let's talk about how, in season three, you see how little, you start to see little twinges of how little Molly thinks of Issa. And, you know, it's funny, I, we probably start, like, we, we probably just missed it season one and season two, if we're being <laughs> real. Because I definitely feel like as far as Molly's character, she's been nothing but consistent, Ooh, you know? Consistent queen. Right? So, as far as, like, little things that she was going to say about Issa, um, especially, like, one, like, when, maybe when Issa's not around, like, just going and hearing to, like, how messy she is or, like, how, like, you know inviting drama into her life and things of that nature you can definitely just start telling that like molly even though she loves and and recognizes isa as her best friend um as far as just like being able to like respect isa in the sense that like um as like just a person who's like going through their own process and life like that and isn't necessarily established yet like you definitely see that she's not doing that um which like just watching it was kind of just painful because it's so crazy how like you know you're so you're close to someone but then like they definitely have these ideas about you that don't fall in line with how you would expect your best friend to go ahead and look at you right because there's definitely a best friend who can be critical of you and like be pushing you towards better but molly was kind of just like yeah none of the moves that you're making are make any sense right (laughs) or and as well as there's none of them are moves that i would go ahead and make myself if i was you so you seem to just be putting yourself in a worse and worse situation and i'm kind of just along for the ride to see where you end up right yeah. which is kind of i don't know it's it's garbage but when we get to season four i'll be able to talk a little bit more about how i feel about miss molly <laughs> don't worry don't worry we'll get to that 
So when it comes to Nathan's character, whom I love, I'm a part of the Nathan Hive. Really? Okay. Darnell is a part of the, you can say it, whatever. Lawrence Hive? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I don't hate Lawrence. I actually love, I, when Lawrence got that job at that like startup, the app developer, I love Lawrence. He did a full not a full 180, but he just changed in a way that, like, I really just, like, I loved him. He became more attractive to me when he was, like, on his shit. Because we like, take okay. care of business, boy. Okay, what up, Lawrence? Brand new whip, got no keys, keys. you know what I'm saying? It was good. <laughs> but seriously, like, Nathan, Nathan's character, I feel like because he was sort of, like, supporting... Issa in the way that Molly and her friends weren't with like with her decision to leave her job and then with this block party, Nathan's character was so important for Issa. Like that was the infancy of Issa 2.0 was with Nathan. Not to say that it's all Nathan takes all the credit, but he was definitely the catalyst. Um, let's just talk about his overall impact, how they hinted at his mental health issues for the first time, and how his um, sudden disappearance affected Miss Issa, because it hurt me to see her hurting and sitting there and just waiting on him, just waiting for him to answer, waiting for him to answer. I do like Nathan, right? I am a part of Lauren's time. Um, season four has me trying to figure out where my loyalties really lie. But I really do appreciate Nathan's character because, like, as far as someone who's supportive of Issa, he's been very consistent and just like, oh, this is what you want to do? Like, for sure, let's get it done. Like, do I have the capacity to go ahead and help you? Like, yeah, let me go ahead and let me hit him up. Let me... And, like, this is what I want to go ahead and do for myself. I think that um, Nathan, kind of like how Daniel was for, like, season one and two for Issa, regarding, like, here's an example of someone who's, like, going after their own stuff and kind of promoting me as well to, like, be able to transition to something better. Um, I think Nathan was a much healthier version of, like, what Daniel's character represented. Because as far as, like, his consistency with being able to support Issa within her endeavors, it's just like, oh, this is what you want to do? Like, let's go ahead and do it, right? Like, there was mm-hmm. not, it, it seemed like there was almost never a question of, like, oh, we can't do it. It's kind of like, oh, this is what you want to do? Like, let's figure it out. Like, that, that'd be dope. Like, you got to quit so we could go ahead and figure out what you really want to do, right? You want to uh. do this block party? Like, let's go ahead and, like, do this. Like, oh, you need to talk to Vince Staples? Bet, let me call my boy. Um... Some friends would not be willing to go ahead and do that, but mm-hmm. uh, I think I am. I'm still Lawrence Hive, but Dan uh, Nathan, <laughs> look at me. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Nathan is a great character, and then you know, of course, like while he was dealing with his own issues, um, which we find out in season four exactly what those were. Um, you know, all we really know is that, like, he dips and, like, disappears on Issa and he comes back to try to make it right. But, of course, Miss Molly, um, who... messy ass, bro. Who, like, at the time, though, I thought that she was doing the right thing. I'm really not gonna lie. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, like, you just ghosted on my friend, right? Like, I'm gonna need you to get the hell out, right? Like, you don't need to even be here. Um, but of course, like allowing Issa to go ahead and handle it on her own 
was ultimately the best decision that Molly could have been able to make, but didn't, unfortunately. Yeah, um, because it, 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 oh my god, it fired me up. And too, like, I was listening to, obviously, like I said earlier, uh, Kev on stage, his podcast, and I, I always had to skip the parts where they talked about Insecure so they didn't spoil anything. But they were still kind of alluding to, like, um, Issa 2.0 and, like, Molly's jealousy. And you could, like, oh, just how little she thinks of freaking Issa. Because even when Nathan had the flowers in tow, Issa's feeling all good about herself. She's, like, the property manager here at this place. Like, she's really got things going for her um, to set forth, like, her plans on this block party. And, yeah, Nathan ghosted. And Issa, that whole montage was just, like, hard to watch because it's her waiting on, on, on like, his beck and call. She's having dreams and flashbacks of them, like, you know, being together and whatnot. And so then he comes, you know, like a dog with his tail tucked between his legs and he has a sorry ass plan it actually wasn't sorry it was really pretty and molly goes uh-uh what are you doing here and da 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 and yeah it was the guys was yeah molly's being a good friend but i feel and we'll obviously get into this when we talk about season four molly's just so used to isa being quote-unquote messy and sort of being like the successful friendship a friend who has like things going that she was, like, she just saw it as, like, a messy situation. It was, like, oh, my God, I'm not going to have this. Issa's always messy. Mm-hmm. Because even even um when Issa found out that Nathan did come to see her was when they um, were watching the movie. She was upset. She's, like, why, why, why wouldn't you tell me that? And Molly's, like, you know, girl, you know how you are. She was, like, no, Molly, that's not how I am. I wanted to see him. You know I've been feeling this way. I've been upset. That's not your decision to make because what? You thought that I would have had this reaction? You assumed. You made a fucking ass out of yourself. And that's not what I wanted. Why would you think that that's something that I wanted? That And Issa was just sort of looking at her like all crazy. She was like, girl, are you serious? That You weren't doing that for me because you, you know, even though I was upset with him, I still wanted to talk to him because... Maybe Molly wasn't aware of like the 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 how deep her relationship was with Nathan, but he like he sort of changed the trajectory the trajectory of Issa's life. So yeah, even if you know he he knocked he got to the door and he knocked and she was upset, like she needed to see him. She was she was kind of going she was going she was spiraling without him. And for Molly, Molly, thousand relationship jester thought that she could be the soundboard. Issa and Nathan. Yeah, you, you can just tell that she doesn't uh, expect Issa to make "quote unquote" the right decision, right? Which Mo- it looks like whatever Molly would do. Um, so yeah. she just tried to take that into her own hands. <sighs> All right. So season three ends with um uh. <laughs> Meeting Condola, a.k.a. Candlestick. Wait, what are the people on Twitter calling her? Just a bunch of stuff. Yeah, they're calling her everything. The last thing I saw was the Condola virus, and I was like, (laughs) oh, my God. I fell out. Gondola. um, Oh, yeah. uh, Congolese. Um, (laughs) So much stuff. So much stuff. And And we're like, oh, look at Issa doing that networking another black woman i'm loving these black f- friendships 
I know you and I talk about that. We've talked about that all the time when we talk about Insecure. But then we find out that little Miss Condola, the guy she's talking to Issa about, because it opens up with like her and Issa just hanging out all the time, doing work for the block party. It just it turns out that the person that Condola is fawning over is none other than Lawrence. My is this king. your man? Come get My your man. My employed <laughs> king. Cricket. Five, five to six figure salary king. Period, though. <laughs> I'm so, Lawrence, I love you. So beautiful. Like, there's nothing better than, like, a guy who, like, has their shit together. And not to say that I got guys that don't, but, like, but to, because you saw him for, like, two seasons just being at a low. Then in season three, you started seeing him at a high. And then season four, he's, like, in full effect. I was like... Well, that boy got a new wardrobe, new whip, new, new place. Season four, I said, let me, move, let me move my bonnet to the side so I can see this correctly. <laughs> he is looking so good, and I just love him. All shallow physical physicality aside. You said he's your twin? So they say that we look like twins, but we don't need to get into that right now. They say, child, let me, okay. So I know I keep saying Issa 2.0, Armani say something new, challenge, but it's true. <laughs> because the, the block party is no longer just a thought. There's actual, there's action behind it. There's an end date. There's a, there, there are vendors, because that, that was a big thing. Mm-hmm. She couldn't find vendors because the city was laughing at her. Condola's Connections got that on lock. We see her have her first sort of event to have um, the sponsors support. support and, like, give her money for it. And this is where you see the shit with Molly. Molly is thinking she's all high and mighty because she just got into a relationship with King Andrew. King. King Andrew, and she's all, and even when they were in the car, remember what she said to Andrew? She was like, oh, this is probably going to be some rinky-dink thing. Like, don't expect too much. Even Andrew was like, don't expect. He's like, this is, is, ain't this your friend? And yeah, Molly's like, like what's up with you? Know, is, like, the fact that Andrew had to check her, he was like, okay, like, this is your friend, and you think that little of her? At the party, you see um, Molly just expressing to Issa that, like, girl, you always like the messy stuff because you know Condola's dating Lawrence and you're, and you're still talking to Condola as if Issa isn't a 30-year-old adult. And on top of that, it's like she totally just breezed over the fact of, like, Condola's, like, one of the main reasons that she's able to go out and have this event. Like, like what? Like, yeah, you're still saying go ahead and keep it just business, but, like, at this point... In Issa's mind, she's kind of moved on from the idea of, like, Lawrence being, like, her partner, or so we think, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And um, it's like, you know, like, I mean, I'm friends with Lawrence. Condola's cool. I'd like to just go ahead and, like, just explore where this goes because, like, I don't feel no type of, uh, well, in that moment, I don't feel no type of way, right, about, <laughs> like necessarily working with her as she's dating Lawrence, but it is kind of awkward at some sections because we just haven't talked about it. Yeah. Um, but Molly... <sighs> Molly. <laughs> because everything was fine. Like, I feel like her even bringing it up to Issa. 
I'm not gonna say that's the reason why, you know, he started talking to Lawrence, because I definitely don't think that's like entirely the reason, but. Um, Issa, the only thing on her mind was this block party, and Molly's talking constantly about Lawrence this, Lawrence that, Lawrence this. I felt like, in a way, Issa was trying to even not only prove to her uh, herself, or not not only prove to Molly, but to herself that, like, things with her and Lawrence can be chill, and it's not messy, that she's over here talking to Lawrence, and she's looking at him and all that fine melanin, and she's like, hold on, <laughs> hold the phone. Um, well, I think, like, an even bigger point, and I know we kept saying this before, how little Issa, uh, Molly thinks of Issa, and also how content Molly was with the, the cadence of their friendship. Issa's the screw-up. She's the one at this job that she doesn't really like. She's not making any moves. It's just gonna, this is always gonna be Issa. Versus Molly... I'm the six-figure making lawyer. I work at this amazing firm. I got picked up by an all-black firm because I'm just that. I'm that bitch. Still that bitch, been that bitch. I have all these things going for me. I didn't have to move in with Daniel. I, I, I'm living in my own <laughs> sky rise. But, like, you, obviously, like, Molly and Issa's status is they're, they're, they're very different. And I feel like Molly sort of, like, looked down, annoyingly so, to Issa for for things that you know Molly may have that um, Issa doesn't, but <laughs> that was some that was some that was some BS to be honest. I did not like that at all. What do you yeah. think about what do you think about um, the thing the things that may have led uh, up to why she viewed Issa the way she did? Um, kind of like I was saying before, this has probably been like a bigger thing since like a lot earlier on in the relationship we just didn't catch it as much because we were so concerned with like Issa's own drama so it kind of made like not to say that we agreed with Molly but like we were definitely just like damn like none of the moves that Issa's making seem to be leading her to like a better space for her to grow and then finally you know we start getting it you know new job new event new moves being made and then you can't help but see molly actively be like a deterrent to isa's happiness right like mm -hmm. as far as like always being like critical of like things that she's doing that seemingly will get her to that next place um and it's just you know it's it's really sad to see like the breaking of like this friendship because you're watching it you know they start off the season with like self-care sundays you know like together mm -hmm. like, inside her crib you know they go on on walks together on hikes and stuff like that and um like just to go ahead and like hear these like things from molly like every so often and like not even when east is around like just always having something to say to which like if you even see it like later on in the season four where all of a sudden we, uh are we on season four yeah <laughs> yeah no, no, no. I, couldn't, I couldn't tell if we were still on season three but where like Issa's literally considering like reaching out to molly to go ahead and talk to her to have a real conversation about what's going on in her life and like she literally like visualizes molly going ahead and going off on her and being super self-critical like that's traumatic like your friend has done so much to you that like you can't even like imagine you reaching out to her without her turning it against you right yeah um, and it's really sad to see like just isa like kind of like really coming to terms with like how her best friend views her um 
and really what to do with that because even within their full friendship group it's always kind of been tiffany and kelly and then molly and Issa. to which like i don't know what other dynamic would really go ahead and work and like with Issa, fortunately enough, was able to go ahead and have these male friends that she could also turn to and kind of hang out with um, and provide or and receive a different type of support. But there definitely was not a substitute for Molly to be able to go ahead and like uh, have the same type of relationship or get the same type of um, conversation and support that Molly gave to her in the past which, like, you just see Issa struggling a little bit with that and just coming to terms with just, like, well, like, she's definitely not being the friend that, like, I expected her to be in this moment. So you think Molly was afraid? Molly was afraid of what? The, like, because, I mean, I think, I feel like you just brought up, like, a really, I feel like you just brought up a really good point in saying that um, Issa sort of always has somebody else to turn to, either, like, you know, other, other guys that are, like, friends, oops, sorry, Um, she always has somebody to turn to, like, other guys that are friends, and, like, also, too, with, like, this new friendship with Condola, you even saw when they all went out to brunch that um, Molly was jealous you know, For like sure. her, her, her and Issa had this back and forth. It was like, oh, girl. And then Molly's like, oh, uh, I, I didn't get a chance to look at the menu. Issa goes, oh, I already know what I want. Gives her gives her thing to Condola. And Molly had this sour look like, bitch, you really just gave her a menu to look at? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you, you just gave her a menu to look at? You know, it's weird. I don't even think that Molly was afraid. I don't think Molly has been afraid of losing Issa at all. Right, because the way that you see their relationship, like Molly is not reaching out to Issa to go ahead and repair anything literally ever. Right. So what you would consistently see is that like a problem occurs, Issa reaches out, they mend it due to the fact that Issa reaches out, right? I do feel as if if Molly did value their friendship more, Molly's attitudes throughout the entire season regarding how she wanted to go ahead and like either refer to Issa in different um, circles or even confronting Issa face to face would have been completely different because like for someone to go ahead and continue to drag you when you're not even around Molly's in a Molly's what she went to Mexico I think yeah she's in Mexico and she's still dragging Issa Issa's all the way in a different country right and you still have the time to go in and put her and like you know, you see Issa, Issa doesn't mention anything really to anybody regarding like the dissipation of their relationship. She's kind of just like, you know what, we're not really good right now, but we don't need to talk about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Because like, that's something between my friends and I, right. We need to go ahead and resolve this. Molly's just like, oh, messy as fuck. Um, Issa needs to like do this, do that. She's always making the wrong decision. Look at her. And it's just like, yo, like, what are you doing? Like, I even don't within that... even within their friendship circle, she was doing it to Kelly and to Tiffany, and that that like that that's a whole clique, like that's their squad or whatever, like that's their whole thing. And she was still talking down about Issa to them. I don't think that she was ever afraid of losing Issa's friendship, though. I think, like, she didn't value it enough at that time to which when she saw Condola, it wasn't necessarily fear, but, like, more annoyance. Like, here's somebody that, like, obviously has this weird relationship with you, 
so all of a sudden like you're going ahead and you're inviting them to this space where I also am and she kind of felt disrespected right I don't Mm -hmm. think that she felt like oh my gosh like I'm afraid that you just moving away from me it's just like look at who you're trying to go ahead and bring into this when like you already don't have your stuff together you're just literally making it worse like I can't I don't even want to be around you I think that was her mind frame for that and um you hate to see it honestly (laughs) you do hate to see it I hate to I hate to see it um how do we feel about Molly's relationship with Andrew I have to say out of all of Molly's uh out of all the guys even though I sort of I I'm gonna admit it sue me women you guys can tell me off whatever I love the toxicity between Dro and her and the wife the thruple toxicity was it for me it kept me fed (laughs) it really did Um, it kept me fed man but i loved um my favorite relationships were with jared uh probably because that's like the first time we see like a problem and jared being like girl you are not gonna like i don't have any time for you you better get over these issues you have but then my second favorite was um andrew i i and it was so funny because when when Issa was like, no, you should like you should go talk to Angie because you know he was talking about you to Nathan. She was like, no, she's like I don't want to um I don't want to be with someone who's not black. And I'm like, child, these these guidelines and restrictions you don't have before they weren't working out for you then. How about let's try something new? And then she found so much happiness with Andrew, but I think it was all um she was just. It didn't work out because even though it was like a good relationship, I feel like she was wasn't really in it. <laughs> you don't think it was good? I don't at all, right? So, to to kind of backtrack a little bit on something that you said, I do think that Molly's um, desire to go ahead and date someone black is valid, right? Because oh, yeah, it's just yeah. like like you know depending on like how you really go about things right if you are in an interracial relationship you definitely go ahead and sometimes have to do the work regarding like educating them on why certain things are like are and aren't okay and it's like andrew is is like you know him also being a minority and being smarter than most people right he can obviously see when some stuff isn't right without necessarily invalidating molly like with the incident that happens in mexico with um that towel server and the brother of Andrew. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see how like it, it. I do like the fact that she opened up her possibilities to the idea of like just dating someone who like seemingly could be good for her without it being in her like frame of mind of what she originally wanted, right? Because mm-hmm. I do think that like throughout this relationship, she was definitely able to go ahead and gain some perspective that she wasn't before because her other relationships like weren't really relationships that she was able to really like be comfortable in for more than two seconds. Um, yeah. Andrew though, I absolutely love, but I don't believe that it was a good relationship at all because like originally, you know, I think Molly just has this, a different idea of what's really going on literally throughout the entire relationship right because you go ahead and like she's already referring to him as like you know what like whenever i like my man is like good for whenever i come home he supports me he does this he does that but then what you really see when you watch these um scenes is just like when andrew comes over and you start talking about your work he's like he starts to pretend snore and then y'all are having sex right like it was definitely like in that department they were probably like you know 
10 out of 10, right? Which makes everything else seems great. But regarding like their actual relationship, like themselves, I feel like Andrew, um, when he first was like kind of like uh, standoffish in, in sharing certain portions of like his life with Molly, he took that step forward because he saw some like him and Molly going somewhere. But then like when he started to realize that like there was really no concessions from Molly in order to go ahead and make their relationship work without him always saying yes, right? I have to work late. Can't we do this somewhere else? Or can we do this another time? I got to do this. Like, so we can't be doing this, right? Uh, You know, I feel some type of way about this. So like, I'm not going to go ahead and and go apart with this. So it was just like consistently Andrew would go ahead and like kind of see like, you're really not willing to go ahead and do or the make bending. any like yeah there's no compromise for yourself right regarding like something that i feel like is important right i want you to be close with my brother because if i'm going to be with you my family is important to me i do understand what happened was rude and disrespectful and it's not like i want to force you into a situation where you want to pretend to be happy with him but like it's still important to me that you try and she was kind of just like well i don't want to be there which I think from there and like that moment, it kind of just really showed Andrew that like um, for something probably as important as family to him, because um, he seems to be really connected with his culture, at least in the sense that like, you know, he's like whenever you see him on the phone, he's always talking in um, his home language. And, mm-hmm. you know, you never really know who he's talking to, but like you can kind of get a sense it may be his brother, or his family. So like it seems like he keeps up with them. Yeah. Um, but she just really wasn't like- about it. And Andrew, he's a very elusive character because, like, like you were saying before, Molly would she would always want to get to know more about him, and he was very like guarded. He'd be like, "Well, why?" Even when they had to go to the, God, the concert, I forget the artist, oh, Schoolboy Q. Um, they were supposed to have like, a good night, and then, I guess Andrew felt like Molly was sort of like harboring on this, and he's like, "Well, why can't we just have a good time?" And Molly's like, "I want to get to know more like about you, you know, and I want to get to like know more like about you. Like, why would she like let me do like let me in? Mind you, Molly wasn't doing that before, and I guess like you know after seeing that he sort of came around again, and he's constantly doing the bending. I personally loved that." Just because it's in, in like an interracial relationship, it doesn't mean black and white, like black mm. person, white person. That 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 narrative is so tired and old. Like interracial relationships, it can be two other, like it can be someone who is Asian and someone who is black, someone who is Spanish and black, someone who is Middle Eastern and black, someone who is Middle Eastern and Spanish. You know what I mean? Like I don't understand why, like it's just one version of like interracial relationships. It's so funny because I feel like in 2018 it was a lot of the um the move for being very diverse and inclusive, and you <laughs> see that like a lot in the, the browning the, of America. Exactly. It's, 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 now the commercial, they have same-sex couples, and but when it comes to like, interracial, it's like uh, white and black. So, and I, I remember like listening to like the wind down, and Issa said that she said that like that was intentional. I guess like when you explain it, I was sort of not really seeing it for the relationship for what it was, because I guess I was just so a part of uh, Andrew Hive that I was just seeing like the good moments in the relationship and sort of avoiding seeing the problems because. There were tons, there were tons of problems. And even the part when this came after Molly found out that 
even though Issa went to Molly and was like, can you ask Angie to do me this favor? And Molly was like, yeah. And then she changed her mind five seconds later. To be honest, I don't want to do this. Like, it's just making me uncomfortable. Issa was like, um, you're my friend and you want to help me out. Okay. She went over Molly's head and asked Andrew. I don't even believe that's what she did. Like, I hate that scene so much. And like, I think that's really cemented like me just being totally over Molly. And I know, I'm sorry that I just cut you off. No, but no, like, no. A lot of people feel as if like she went around, but like literally in Molly's words, she said that she was not comfortable to do this, right? She never said that like Issa couldn't go ahead and ask Andrew, mm-hmm. right? She just said, as far as her herself, she wanted to go ahead and protect the relationship that she had, which doesn't make sense if you're just asking him for a favor for his work. Um, and to do so, she doesn't feel comfortable asking. So she asked the mutual friend that got them together in the first place. You know, like, okay, that's fine. I'll just go ahead and ask his ex-roommate because I'm also friends with him and I'm also close with him, right? And it's just to find out, Andrew literally only sent an email an email was all it took in order for Issa to go ahead and have Vince Staples at her show. And, like, once you go ahead and, and you realize that, it's just like, wow, like, Molly, you're bugging over an email. Like, one email, it's not like, you know, Andrew had to go ahead and, like, fly all the way to, like, a certain part of California mm-hmm. in order to beg Vince to do the show. It was just like, hey, we have this event. Like, do you think you'd be available to come? All right, bet. And the fact that that's all it took to have Issa's thing be a success, and Molly was about to get in the way of that, like, she did not want to see Issa win. And, like, it was the bare minimum, because I'm like, even when Molly was going off on it, and she was like, you asked Andrew? And then she turned to Andrew, like, why would you do that? Andrew was literally like, um, girl, like, it was the bare minimum. It I did it during my lunch break, love. It was that easy. <laughs> like, what's like, the problem here? Like, how are you going to tell me that I had a great-ass event, which you refused to go ahead and contribute into me having this great event, right? You just wanted to go ahead and talk shit until literally... I doubt that she would even recognize how bomb the event was if Andrew wasn't just like, yeah, like, man, like, look at this. This is kind of crazy. Yes. She's like, damn, like... You, you might be right. Like, Issa might have snapped, right? And, like, you know, she seems, like, proud of it and stuff like that. Like, the only time that you kind of see, it's so weird, like, Molly go ahead and take, like, a little step towards, like, seemingly repairing a relationship is when she brought Issa chicken wings because she was like, you know, you probably haven't eaten, right? So I got this for you. And, you know, Issa's busy and stuff like that, right? But she accepted them. And, like, I I thought that, like, this was going to go ahead and be on the way up until the very end, of course. Molly goes ahead and, and makes an issue literally out of nothing regarding the fact that, like, you just enjoyed the literal concert that you're talking about. And when I asked you for help, you decided not to give it to me. So what was I supposed to do, fail? Wait, wait, wait. I want to backtrack a little bit because you said that that was like the first moment where things were seemingly okay. I think the first moment that was like the things were seemingly okay was when they were doing the wobble before Vince Staples came out, you know, and they were dancing to it, right? And you could see sort of like, but Issa's hesitant to like get into it because everyone was dancing. Kelly was dancing and doing her fi- her fake British accent with Am and A, um, and then you know uh, Tiffany is sort of just like up there like doing it on her own, like her husband's just watching her admiringly. And then Molly's doing it with Andrew and Issa because also she was so stressed and she wasn't even trying to have a good time. 
in culmination with like Molly and like the stress of that relationship, that little dance moment, you even saw Issa like sort of like get into it a little bit more and her and Molly, like they were dancing and everything was okay. And I remember like, I'm even smiling saying it cause it was making me so happy. I was like, I was like, yes, this like this is the moment that we needed. And then Psych, Molly brought her the thought. chicken wings. <laughs> and then Mo- Molly brought her the chicken wings and it was, it's literally that TikTok audio where it's like, psych, because it was a joke. The way she went off and ruined and ruined Issa's event, she's really so tried selfish. To fight her. She tried, oh. like, do it. Like, it's just, uh. And, <sighs> and then, like, and then you see, like, the next day, Molly go to Angie's apartment trying to talk about it, and like, they're just going and they're fighting, and then obviously, like, they bring up other issues that they're having, and then you see Molly just trying so desperately, and that's when it brings up Andrew's just really great question of. Um, what are you fighting for? Is this what you, is this really what you want? Because he was like child, like a relationship, especially like six six is being generous, six months in. Like that's the honeymoon phase, and they're having all those problems. He was like, obviously this isn't working for. What are you trying to fight for right now? And, like, he definitely seems like he would be a great partner. Um, but I definitely don't think that he would have had, well, unless, like, Molly was willing to go ahead and, like, work through it a bit, like, a successful relationship or, like, um, one that, like, he could really feel uh, comfortable in. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of glad that he kind of, like, would, felt comfortable enough to go ahead and bring that up to be, like, honestly, like, it really shouldn't have to be this hard. Yeah. Um, which is like it's definitely kind of sad to hear and it's also kind of sad because like if you remember in the beginning of that conversation she's literally just like well like you know like you know i care about you i want this to work like yada 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 and he's just like i mean but really like what are you fighting for and then after all this energy she just gave like for her to look at him and kind of have nothing to say i was just like what was that performance you just (laughs) (laughs) Like, like what it's the equivalent like, of people posting like their bikini pictures after posting like the black square. It's like, what were you doing this for? Like, come on now. Like, like what are you fighting so hard for, love? You were doing nothing. It was just, I don't know. It, it was a good question. So let's talk about the infamous. See, I'm trying with her text. How do we feel about that? Because when I had asked you, I'm, you were heated. I was. I was so mad. But like, honest, I'm so glad it happened though because. It's just another example of, like, Isa putting in this work. And it's just, like, why are you going to kiki? Like, what Like what made you seem, what made you go ahead and need to feel the need to go ahead and send that text, right? Like, who are you trying for? Who? Okay. Because the thing is, like, nobody had asked you. If you didn't feel comfortable with them staying, you could have just said that, right? You were like, you know what? Like, why not? right then they started talking about playing games right if you didn't feel comfortable with that you should have just went ahead and said that right like you're not doing this for yourself and seemingly you look like you were having fun right you like you were reminiscing you were bringing it all up and get stuff like that but then like for you to go ahead and be like you know see like i'm trying makes it seem more like she was she was attempting to go ahead and repair her relationship with isa to like prove something different to andrew right which sucks because like here Issa is like sitting there thinking that 
we're making steps to like become us again because I've already reached out to you. We had a whole conversation um, regarding everything else but what was really on our minds because I did the work in getting you there but you didn't feel the need to go ahead and bring up the elephant in the room just like I didn't because whenever I try to talk to you, it's super difficult. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it happened so Issa could really see like Molly's not doing anything for her in regards to trying to go ahead and repair this relationship. Like I'm so happy it happened because it, and you know, it was kind of sad to see Issa's hurt and I'm so glad that she decided to respond back. Like, I think you've got the wrong person, right? Mm. I think this wasn't perfect. And just to be like, you know what, I gotta go because it was only then where Molly decided to go ahead and say something. And even then when she was outside on some like, you know, I just think where you are now, where I am now, like it doesn't really align or whatever she decided to say. And Issa just being like, okay. And like, I don't know why, Molly looks so confused for a second. She definitely looks shook that Issa didn't go ahead and be like, well, you know, we could work this out, right? And I love to see that stupid face on her because it was just like, well, like, you literally, girl, give me nothing. That's Girl, give me nothing. That's Issa all you've been is, doing. Issa is always the one reaching out. And yeah, that, that was that was definitely like a boss up moment for her to be like, oh, this this is this is not for me. And then okay. her going off on Molly outside being like, just being like, why, why why are you so upset with the fact that like my role in this friendship is changing? Like you're not you're not about to just sit up here and be fucking content with the way my life was going, the way like your life was going, and think that that's just gonna be the standard. Hell no. Like I am, I am changing in the ways that you are. Issa, Issa was motivating her tirelessly when she was, she was seeking a raise at the white firm. When when um, she was like, oh, I don't know about going to this black firm, girl. And she was like, You do you feel that in your soul? Go ahead and do it. She was like, I see, I see something good happening between you and Andrew. Just go ahead and just go on the date. Like, who cares if nothing happens? Just go on the date. Did it and look at that. Look at what happened. Um, I think you should talk to your dad. Look at that. Repaired the friendship. Um, Drew wasn't good for you. You guys shouldn't talk. Molly's like, no, we have a thing going for us. Molly was right all along. What more? Like, what more? Issa has proven herself to be, like, to show up. And Molly's just like, Mm, why are you like no you're not gonna better yourself not on my account like you are confused and then the next portion where I, I think this is a perfect segue to go ahead and talk a little bit about Tiffany because like there's one scene where they're where they're um all together and they're talking I could have this confused with an earlier scene with Tiffany but they were talking about how um it was Molly's birthday um at one point and like molly couldn't go to mexico uh like to go and have it because she had so much work to do so isa literally like for her birthday took her to five different mexican restaurants yeah that was the same episode and i was just like damn like this is this is like and you could see on molly's face a bit just on some like like wow like she really did do all of that right Mm -hmm. like brought me to feed five different Mexican restaurants in order to go ahead and like even simulate just a little bit like how she could get a little bit of what she was supposed to do um and just that effort that like she's really hasn't been showing Issa um and just kind of notice like damn like Issa like is like is a good friend <laughs> right um or at least you know 
having the thought of it before, like not even acting on it because you see how that she does that in the end. And then all of a sudden, you know, when they're looking for Tiffany, right, you see them come back together. But like, you know, even in the moment where they're like, okay, like, how should we go ahead and like look for her? And Molly says it might be better for them to go ahead and split up and cover more ground. But then like Issa's like, you know what? I think that's a great idea. <laughs> and so I'm like, I don't want to lie you. <laughs> Love to see it. And Molly being, like, Molly having, like, that saddened look on her face as if she didn't cause all of that. Girl, gone. But I love... So I know there's a lot of, like, drama when it comes to, like... um, What's her her name? Amanda... Tiffany? Yeah, like, her real name. Amanda Steinberg, I think. No. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, Right. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely know it's Amanda. Seals. Amanda Seals. Amanda Seals, exactly. There's, there's a lot of drama with Amanda Seals in terms of, like, the people on set. And I'm, like, I would have never known because they be... Mm. On set? Yeah, like, she does not get along with a lot of people. Like, a lot of people don't like her. I know a lot of people don't like her, but I didn't know that people on set had problems with her. Yeah, they just, like, it's the same reason why, like, people in the real world just kind of, like, are like, oh, Amanda Seals this, Amanda Seals that. But I... So you had expressed to me that night of the episode that you weren't really feeling, you weren't really believing um, <laughs> that the, the, the entire thing with um, Tiffany's postpartum. The way, can we, just, can we just admire her husband, I forget his name, how he reacted. And like, that was the, that was the most we've ever seen him do anything that wasn't just like, Lawrence, you sucker. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, like he, saying some stupid stuff. And just like the just like the way he talks about her, like Tiffany all the time throughout the season. You can you can tell he very Derek. much cares for His name her. Is Derek. Derek. You can tell how Derek very much cares for um Tiffany. But it was like my heart sort of like sunk to see him or it sank to see him just like I don't know, just like just see it that Tiffany's heart was bleeding and she wasn't really like in the right headspace since giving birth. And then to see that she like left and went missing. I think, I think he like, he really did a good job doing that. I think his role as like um, being concerned husband, like he really did go ahead and put a lot of uh, perspective on like, you know, they're also the, of course there's a person going through like the postpartum depression, but then like, you know, a little bit about, like, what the partner goes through when, like, something real happens, right? Like, Tiffany going missing, you know, he expressed that he had a lot of guilt as far as, like, not doing enough. And it's almost just, like, you know, what more, like, there are situations where you can do more, but, like, for him, like, also, like, being there to go ahead and take care of the baby and stuff like that, and, like, seemingly going ahead and talking to her to see what she needs, but she's not really responding. Like, he himself, always is gonna go ahead and feel like there could have been more that he could have done and like I love how Issa and the rest of them were just like yo like no like you know you are a great husband and a great father and um you know she's just going through a lot right now uh to kind of rein him back in because like that was a heavy moment I did say uh that Amanda Seals (laughs) performance was definitely not my favorite just because like it really wasn't believable to me, not for the fact that she had postpartum depression, but just the acting for it didn't really, like, strike me. Like, she kind of opened the door and, like, honestly, I was expecting another man to be there, right? Yeah. And she, like, looks all coy and, like, 
and not to say like you know she doesn't look depressed right because like what does depression really look like right there's there's mm-hmm. high functioning depressive people um people who you know may follow the more normal like looking sad and kind of low energy but i don't know she just was not giving me postpartum you know she was <laughs> she just she just wasn't and it wasn't really until like she said i'm sorry and then like finally like got into his arms and like continued saying it and like crying and they had that moment where i felt like finally like we got into like this space of like truth when it came to um her character and what she might have been dealing with but like from the time that she opened to the her door to the time that she embraced him like i was just not it was not for no, the way her head was like bent down and he's talking to her. I mean, when I tell you he acted his ass off, I wanted to go ahead and give him a little kiss. I was like, come here, Derek. I love you. <laughs> this is so adorable. Yeah, I did um, prefer his performance. I did the like bar him. is on the floor for women. The way I'm like, he was so nice. <laughs> so, like <laughs> it's it's like a lit rally, uh, her husband. Um, but I just the I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then, like, all the girls being, like, they're happy. And that's Kelly's girl. That is Kelly's, like, best friend. And I'm I'm so happy that, you know, even, even Kelly, too, sort of gave Issa and Molly some insight when she was like, yeah, you know, she's going through stuff. And it's like Molly and Issa were sort of wrapped up in their own world, too. And even... Tiffany even said this at the baby shower when she was saying why she didn't want the girls to play in the baby shower and she wanted her other pregnant friends. She's like, you guys don't check up on me. You guys don't do this. You guys don't do that. She's like, I get it. Like, I'm in a different position and, like, I'm a wife and, I, and I, like, I'm pregnant. But she's like, you guys are sort of, like, wrapped up in your own world and your own drama and you guys don't reach out to me. And then, you know her and Kelly obviously like repaired their friendship but you know Molly's going through her own thing and Issa's going through her own thing so I think it even sort of like put their feet back down onto earth when Kelly was like yeah yeah like you know she's still going through stuff so mm-hmm. we I also love- have to mention that Tiffany made it seem like because Kelly didn't have a baby she wouldn't be able to go ahead and fulfill that role properly like child it's a it's a it's it's a baby shower and then she goes ahead and she makes Kelly still the godmother but I, I want to see more of Tiffany and uh, mm-hmm. Darnell. Stop! Uh, Darnell. Tiffany and Darnell? No, 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 hold on. Darnell told me, um, he had, like, texted me <laughs> while, I was, uh, while I was watching season three, and he was, and I was telling him how, like, in love I am with Kelly, and he was like, they pay her dust, which is nothing but facts, and we need to see more of Kelly. I need her, I need her, I need her, I need her. Um... Story. Because she can't just be that, like, funny, fat black woman trope, you know? That's, like, literally only there for comedic relief. Like, I'm sure Kelly goes through shit. And, like, honestly, the times that you do see Kelly goes through shit, it's, like, disrespect from, like, the people in her friend group, right? Is Tiffany disrespecting her regarding, like you know, because she doesn't have kids, she's not able to go ahead and relay or be able to, like, fully take on a role that doesn't necessarily need to have kids to be able to do so. Like, you're planning a shower. I don't need to have dropped a jit in order to go ahead and be able to do that, right? To, like, to get a cake. (laughs) Yeah, right? And it's just, you know, then she definitely is always, like, on the prowl when it comes to these men and stuff like that. But it's just, like, I feel like Kelly's character is so much more than that like it's almost like I can tell there's so much more than that right like we all respect Kelly as like the funny person of the group but like I definitely want to see more of her life and I can't wait hopefully 
for that to happen. Yeah, no more tokenism. We need we need to elab- like elaborate on these characters. So we're here. We need a love life for Kelly, right? Tiffany's hooked up. Molly lost her man's. Um, Issa, <laughs> Issa, <laughs> yeah, Issa got options. Exactly, Issa, Issa has options. options, but Kelly's always the one that's like, "Girl, I'm talking to this guy. This guy, I." I see a better future for her, and I trust that uh, Issa. I mean, like, if she took the steps to sort of like expand Tiffany's character, maybe the next one will be Kelly. Um, and Natasha so, Rockwell, Kelly's. Um, uh, the actress. Yeah, Kelly's actress. <laughs> she uh, she's a writer. She's a writer too. Like she wrote the scene where we're about to talk about regarding like Issa and Lawrence's like reconnection. Um, really. The one with like the two like like the parallel blue and red lights, like them coming back together. That was her that was her episode. Beautifully, beautifully, beautifully done. The visuals were amazing. Loved it. She did she did song. <laughs> but I loved I love that the whole episode was just like Issa and Lawrence reconnecting. Um obviously like it, it it's like an important episode, but we don't have to talk about that too too much. Um but what we can what I do want to talk about is um Condola being pregnant. Um I mean if you guys have gotten up to this point, you're obviously comfortable with freaking spoilers. Um you should still watch this show I mean, regardless. It ended. <laughs> it ended like a week ago or so. Yeah. Um, but when it when it comes to talking about Condola's pregnant, I, like not just the bombshell, but I want to talk a little bit about how I think not only did it hurt Issa because it's just like yeah, like we weren't together when this happened and you guys had sex and like she got pregnant, but I do think that it served as a loss, like a loss of a milestone for her and Lawrence. Remember when they broke up and she and she moved out of the apartment and he came over to like do like his their final goodbye, some stupid ceremonial stuff, and um, she sort of had the flash, like the the montage of you know, them getting married and having kids and coming and sitting on the couch when he brought her through the threshold of the door, her having the kids and her being pregnant. Like, that's sort of the life that they were supposed to have. And um, Congola virus sort of just... She sort of just, like, ripped that away from them because, like, that that was supposed to be Lisa... I mean, Issa and Lawrence's milestone... I definitely, I don't know if I really blame, I don't know. It, to be real, I still have questions as far as whether or not the baby's actually dead. Um, oh, my gosh. It's, the baby is Lawrence's. The That's, baby is Lawrence's. Listen, like, no one can account for Condola's behavior when she would go ahead and just go missing, right? Like, from one perspective, we just know that, like, she was missing from... Um, Issa's life and not really talking to anything but then also like from the period of time where you kind of find out that like she wasn't really over her ex and Lawrence is kind of a rebound and then you know when they break up like what was she doing around that time was she also missing from Lawrence's life around that time like there's definitely a lot that um we don't know uh, and plus, like, I, well, of course, like, he, Lawrence is just like, yo, like, we were safe. Like, I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, we do this every time. And she's just kind of like, yes, like, it's yours. Yeah. Um, I don't know. 
I'm definitely not the, usually the type of person to be like, oh, like, that's not his kid. But, like, she was definitely moving shady. Like, you couldn't find her for half the season because no one knew where <laughs> she was at, you know? So, I don't know. I definitely don't want to rule it out there. Um, but it, it, I don't even know if Issa was really, like, upset about the fact that, like, uh, like they, like, were having relations before her and him. Uh, him got back together but more so it's just like well damn like you know there's always some like huge thing that comes in between us like just being 100% good you know it's like now because in my mind honestly like if they really wanted to be together like Lawrence having a kid doesn't seem like that big of a deal right really it weirdly enough to me it doesn't only because it's just like well like Lawrence has already committed like Lawrence is there sitting in front of her telling her this because she wants her to know right or he wants her to know and on top of that um he is still like hey like I'm not with her and I still care about you this is just what's happening right now right like he's not planning to you know do anything necessarily different or like you know be with her now um he's just there trying to go ahead and be transparent with Issa because that's something he hasn't really been able to do in the past to which after they had that conversation that really deep conversation about where they were I think he feels more comfortable with the idea of like doing so um but Issa's just like honestly I don't even want to be a part of this drama because like it is too much and like maybe a little bit of what Molly was saying as far as like you just love drama also might have been like on her mind a little bit uh, I can't prove it but it's just like like really like I'm gonna go ahead and be involved with you like while we were just getting back together and now you're about to have a kid with someone else it's too uh, much way too much maybe like they, they they keep trying and failing at a point it's like maybe maybe this maybe this it's like it's not worth it not to say because like you as a person isn't worth it but like the stress like it should not be this difficult it's nathan high forever um <sighs> final point wait, wait, oh, wait, wait, before, before we yeah the only thing that i realized during one of those episodes or this season was how good isa and daniel are together right because that no no lawrence actually isa and lawrence are together right because we're we haven't spoken about that episode but the episode that happened prior that they spend the entire day with each other um and they're and they're going and they're talking about their past their their past memories and stuff like that and just like you know you make you make me really happy you know like i didn't realize that like laura Oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? Issa and Lawrence um, really, like, were that good together when they were good, right? When we get introduced to them, they're kind of on a rocky slope. He's not doing well. She's not doing well. She's cheating. He's being, like, reckless and toxic with his partners and stuff like that. Um, But then, like, we see, we get this episode and we're just like, wow, like they really do, like, have love and care for each other. And there's definitely more history with, like, it being good than there has been with just what we've seen with it being bad, right? Which I didn't really understand until I got that episode. So so to kind of see, like, Lawrence tell her and her kind of just be like, you know, this is, this is too much. I truly feel as if, like, this was kind of the end regarding them. Um, because it was just like, you know, we, like... 
we've tried, gone back and forth and back and forth, and we finally seemed like we were in a good space to progress together, but then here's something else, and it's just like, I don't think Issa really is looking for any more else's. She just wants it to be as, like, smooth as possible without some extraneous shit happening. So hopefully she um, sees my good sis or my good brother, Ned. My good brother, Nathan, Nathan <laughs> right, to be able to go ahead and, like, explore that. That's what I'm hoping. All right. I mean, hey. Hey, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see what happens. Hopefully they can get back into the studio quickly. Gajona, please go away so I can get some good content. Gajona. Um, Molly and Issa's relationship. Do you think it'll be solved season five? That's that, that's the last question I have. Do you think it'll be solved in season five? Um, I definitely do think that like when we come back into season five, they will be in a better place and potentially just where they were before. Um, but I do hope to see Molly taking more steps to not invalidate Issa and and. Like, and not to say that Molly hasn't been supportive, not to say that she hasn't been supportive, but, like, in the past two seasons where she really had a chance to, like, be there for Issa, she wasn't. So, um, I think that next season we'll go ahead and show a little bit more growth of Molly as hopefully she continues therapy and is able to go ahead and really, like, confront, like, her actual desires and what she expects out of her friendships and all her relationships, um, as well as what she's able to contribute. And As why well. and why uh, but she's I do think that they'll be in a great place. And why mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, yeah, that's also pretty important. Because I'm so sorry, but Molly's character has been stagnant. There's been no growth. There's been no change. And I want to see it. I'm like, I'm not really I don't really want to see like the continuation of like two black women in a friendship suffering. I know we talked about that before and it sucks and it hurts to see. So I just want to see them win. Like I just need a W for them. Like I just need a W. But, yeah, so I had a lot of fun, Darnell. I know we're both, like, we've been recording for, like, two hours, and um, <laughs> the is definitely hitting us. Um, but I had so much fun. Do you want to go ahead and tell them your Instagram or your Twitter or anything like that? I know you do, like, some good uh, political activism as well. Um, I definitely do not want to tell them my Twitter, but if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's J-R-N-E-L.J. <laughs> uh, Darnell.j um, on Instagram and yeah, support your local radical um, political activist groups that are around you, like Dream Defenders if you live in Florida or um, any uh, group that seems to go ahead and be reimagining safety away from prisons and police. I'm all for it. Amen, King. All right, guys. Um, thank you for listening. I had a lot of fun. I appreciate you for letting me come on here. This is this is fun. It was so fun. fun. I have to say, guys, Darnell is like. Season season five will be back. Season five will be back for sure. But Darnell, he's one of those people who like I met obviously at my job, and like I had been there for nearly a year before we started being friends. And even though we have that's ridiculous too. That is some BS because even though we haven't been friends for like the longest time, as long as I've been friends with like like some other people at my at my job, 
Like, he has been so amazing. And I'm not saying this to blow smoke up your ass. I would definitely say this if you weren't listening to me right now. Because, like, even when I talk to my friends, I'm like, I'm like, I have this friend at work, Darnell. He's just such a, like, great person. And you just, like, exhibit all the qualities of just, like, a really good guy. And, like, you're so funny. And I feel, I feel like like you've you've made my time there at the job more enjoyable and like you've just been a really good friend <laughs> that's hard <laughs> that's hard yeah and that's crazy because i mean you you like we're not going to talk about it but like you know what i mean but like you've just been such a good friend i'm so glad that you like came here and like and just gave me your perspective on this i know we share a lot of the same things but like i'm just glad you were on um today uh so, yeah, I'm pretty sure his camera just cut, or maybe he's just a professional uh, freezer, but, oh, I was oh. just telling, I was just telling them he's either a professional freezer, or he got off the call because he's not. <laughs> Actually, it's, it's my internet that's been messing up this entire time, um, but, Don't worry. yeah, so, just the highlight on what you just said you know definitely like one of those people that like you like always think that you would make good friends with but like you don't really have an intro like even though we work at the same job like there's no like proper way to be like yo what's good like yo what's good without them like you thinking that like okay like do you need something like did i do something do you have some feedback for me so i'm super glad that we got the opportunity to like change our roles or uh, a little bit to like have that time to interact and it's just been beautiful ever since and I appreciate you and you literally are sunshine in that place we call our employment uh location <laughs> so <laughs> redacted 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 <laughs> all right I love you Darnell thank you so much for coming on thank you guys for listening see you next week